This morning I'd like to uh, continue unfolding the instructions, the suggestions for the practice. And um, and just to say uh, before I, I do that um, it may already be clear, <laughs> we're offering quite a lot of material yeah, on this retreat. And so um, it's not necessarily the right pace for everyone to kind of go at the pace that we are offering the instructions. Uh, I just want to name that and to say if it feels like you already have enough to be working with, Um, there's already kind of either something that's very juicy, that's very uh, relevant, that feels interesting for you, that you're doing, um, or there's just a sense of, oh, you know, I've had enough, (laughs) I have enough options to choose from, yeah, it might be one of of those or something else, Uh, then just listen to that voice, and, and then my suggestion would be, keep listening to the instructions, try them out in the session, this session, um, and then you can just put it to one side. As you can see, everything's being recorded. Um, you'll have access to it <laughs> when you come off retreat. It will already be there um, online for you. So you can revisit uh, at, at later times. Yeah. So just to kind of name that, say that. So there's not a sense of like, ah. yeah. or if there is, it's, it's manageable. So over the, the days, we've kind of touched on and um, emphasized the importance of um, becoming sensitive to how different ways of looking, different ways of relating to experience impact the experience. Yeah. Kind of had that as an ongoing uh, thread. You know, Just this understanding that what we experience is not independent from the lens through which we look at it. Yeah? Not independent yeah? from the way we're looking, the lens of perception, yeah, we can say. And so what this means for us, for our practice, is that we can bring in more and more intentionality yeah, of the way of looking. Yeah? So we're kind of bringing more intentionality into the way of looking to explore what that does to experience and to find ways of looking that bring uh, more ease, more lightness, more freedom. That's kind of our our exploration and our interest. And so as I mentioned uh, last night, in Buddha Dharma, in in the teachings, there's three... um, particular ways of looking yeah, that we're uh, kind of encouraged to explore. Yeah? Anicca, dukkha, anatta. Yeah? Anicca, the inconstant, yeah? impermanent aspect or lens that we can look at, look through. Uh, dukkha, the unsatisfactory nature of things, the fact that no thing can give us lasting satisfaction. 
always really careful about <laughs> saying that, you know, say the unsatisfactory. I mean, we'll, we may get to this more later, but I just said it, so I have to stop there. Can we see the difference between just saying, you know, things are, not, things are unsatisfactory and then saying things cannot give us lasting satisfaction? Yeah? There's a subtle difference there that's quite important. And the anatta, the, the understanding that no thing, including this thing, this being, exists um, independently and separately from causes and conditions or from other things. Yeah, so we can see uh, these three teachings as ways of looking that we can bring intentionality to. And today we're going to focus on anicca, on inconstancy, impermanence, yeah, transience, yeah, as a lens, as a way of looking and relating that we can intentionally bring in to experience. Yeah. Looking in that way, yeah, or seeing things through that yeah, way of perceiving. Does this make sense to people? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say more, but just to check. So as I was saying last night, you know, the fact that things change and pass, yeah, is something that we, we understand, right? Yeah. I mean, we see the changes in the weather, we see the changes in the seasons, yeah, we see the changes between day and night, yeah, if we've, well, I was going to say if we've lived long enough, but actually it's true for all of us, you know, we see the changes in our body, yeah, yeah, how it changes, I remember quite a long time ago, probably even almost 20 years, I started getting these marks on my skin, (laughs) and I, I went to the doctor, and he was like, that's just age, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about, you know. It's just age. Yeah. So, you know, we see that yeah, in, in, in ourselves yeah, and in, in our environment. Yeah. So, this is, it's a basic understanding that we have that's accessible to us and we can build on it. Yeah? We can take it in. To our, to our practice, yeah? practice looking, yeah? seeing it, seeing it. And this can uh, really support a deepening in our seeing. Yeah? When we start seeing more intentionally that way, looking more intentionally that way, and making this a tool of meditation, not just something that we know in the background. Yeah. Oh, the seasons change, or <laughs> the weather changes, you know but actually a, a meditative tool that we can apply. So what we're going to explore today, yeah, if you wish, of course, and if it feels helpful and interesting for you, is we're going to explore actually looking through this lens, yeah, deliberately, intentionally, yeah, paying attention yeah, to the inconstancy of specific things, yeah, particular things. Looking at the inconstant, changing, impermanent, choose the word that resonates with you, transient, ephemeral, if you like that word, aspect of experience. And we do that with specific things, and of course, as that practice deepens, we can also bring that to, to all things, you know, just having a sense of like everything is. Yeah, changing, flowing, moving, 
yeah, transforming. Yeah. Transforming is a nice word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And so we're interested to do that. We're interested then to see how does that impact the experience? How does that impact the degree of well-being yeah, that we have? And we're also um, interested to see how it impacts then kind of how we relate to things or our response to things. Yeah. The lessening of reactivity, the possibility of response. Uh, does it, how does it impact the sense of dukkha, the sense of problematic? Yeah. How does it impact that? When we know, ah, this is changing. Yeah. This is in constant. How does that impact the sense of problem? How does it uh, impact the desire and aversion for something. I'm interested to see. Interested to see and to explore. And we can play with this way of looking over different time scales. Yeah. I touched on that. We can see, uh, for example, uh, how does the mind state change over a day? Yeah, that's one time scale yeah, within a day. How does, the t- how does the mind state change? How do the moods change through a day? Just little moments of reflection on that. How does, um, you know, how does nature change? Yeah, say over a year. <laughs> That's another uh, time scale. Yeah, we can play with this. Play with this. We can look at a, a leaf, say, and they're pretty much kind of at maturity right now, aren't they? And we can see in the leaf, yeah? yeah we can see the, the really uh, fresh new leaves. I don't know if you like that. I love those, <laughs> having grown up in a, in a climate where that doesn't happen so much, yeah? Most of the trees are kind of, uh, uh, they don't shed their leaves. Mediterranean climate and then coming to Europe, living in Europe and seeing that the freshness of the new leaves. Yeah. And they're really small and really new. Yeah. So we can look at a leaf and we can see that and we can also see, you know, the time when that leaf will change colour and fall. Yeah. So we can bring that looking yeah, into things over different time scales. And of course we can bring the time sc- time scale to be very immediate. You know, right now with the breath or the sound, we can notice the change in it. So we can play with different time scales with this way of looking. And it may be really kind of helpful, yeah, just to look at our own experience through the day, to, to pause and to reflect. Yeah. How has the mind state changed? How has the energy in the body changed? Yeah? really beautiful to just stop and, and, and see, you know, what's it like now? What was it like when I woke up? Yeah. How's it going to be before lunch? How's it going to be after lunch? Siesta o'clock. Yeah, after we've eaten. So we can just kind of check through the day. And we can kind of use this way of looking just to kind of lightly question, yeah, the sense of reality, the sense of solidity that things have, 
Yeah, this mind state, this mood feels so real. But we can reflect and see how an hour ago, two hours ago, three hours ago, last night, there was something else. And what does that mean about this? Does it support us to hold it more lightly? So we keep kind of bringing it in and then digesting it. And over time it becomes much more kind of naturally arising for us, naturally present. Yeah, this sense of, you know, if something is challenging in the moment, yeah, and there's aversion to it, but just remembering this too is changing. Yeah. And it will pass. Yeah. In its time, it will pass. And what does that do? Yeah, when there's something um, unpleasant. Or if there's something pleasant, maybe there's a calm or joy in the meditation. <laughs> there's an opening, there's a beauty. What happens when we hold that with a sense of, ah, this, this is also changing. It's not going to last. It's subject to conditions. And can it actually bring us closer yeah, to it? To hold it with more preciousness, with more appreciation. So we can bring this way of looking, this lens, um, to our practice, yeah? and we can either just use it with the uh, primary object that we're already using, the breath, yeah? or the sound, yeah? or the body, or the metta, if that's what you're using. Yeah? We can bring it to, to just see that. We can play with the um, perspective, yeah? looking more broadly or in more detail. Um, we can also use it as a primary practice to just really look through a particular sense door. Yeah? And typically f- it's easier to work with either the hearing or the contact, the touch senses yeah? initially. Yeah? They're more neutral and immediate for us. Yeah? And to just see ah, changing, changing, inconstant yeah? through that particular sense door. And maybe I've already kind of, it's already obvious, but I'll just say it's really helpful with this practice to use a very gentle uh, noting or naming. Yeah? So to use that, you know, either the Pali, if that's helpful for you, or Nietzsche, or the English, because that's what I'll be saying, or the Finnish, or any language that's, um, you know, a language that, that's immediate for you. We've got a few others here in the hall. Um, just, you know, to just name, to keep that lens present. Yeah? So we might say Nietzsche, inconstant, impermanent, yeah? changing. Yeah? As we look, yeah? just to keep us, just to keep us in touch, in contact. A little bit like with the Vedana practice, you know, I would often use just the unpleasant or the pleasant, naming the Vedana to stay in, in touch with the practice. So see for yourself, it can be helpful, and it's a very light touch yeah, with, with the using of the verbal um, naming or noting. Yeah, it's a very light touch, just to keep, supports keeping the attention yeah, with, with the object, keeping the attention with that way of looking. So 
sometimes for some of us the, the verbalization, the noting might be too much. So listen to your experience if it feels like it's becoming uh, kind of intrusive yeah, or too strong. We just ease off. We soften. Yeah, we drop it altogether. Just notice what's helpful. And really important with this practice, whether we're using noting or not, we don't need to catch every phenomena or every moment of change. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel like that. Yeah, like, okay, need to catch everything. Yeah. I'm at a sense door. We don't need to try and catch everything. That's not, this isn't what we're doing in this practice. We're actually just interested in honing that, in um, developing that way of looking. So we can go at a speed that's helpful for us to stay present and attuned. If you're like me, it'll be very slow. Yeah. It might be, you know, your own speed is, is faster. Just finding what's the right um, speed for you. And it's important to say this because in some types of uh, meditation practice, there's an encouragement to see the, the, the change happening on a very detailed, very subtle level. Yeah. Very quick. And that may happen naturally for you in your practice. If it does, that's fine. But it's not what we're aiming at for necessarily. We just want to see in that way. Yeah, to see in that way. And so to remind again what is the purpose of doing this so we're doing this practice we're looking in this way we're bringing intention to see in this way and what we're interested in is to release contraction to bring more well-being to lighten our experience but sometimes it may be with this looking at our experience through this lens of changing in constant impermanence, that actually some kind of some emotions will come up. Yeah. It may be difficult perhaps to look at our own body and consider yeah, its impermanent nature. Yeah. It may be very freeing, but it may bring some more challenging, uh, painful emotions. So having a sense of care, yeah, without going at your own speed, yeah, doing what feels like it's kind of your, um, your playground, your work, working area, your edge where it's helpful to be and helpful to practice. So having a lot of skill and sensitivity in, in how we approach this, you know, not rushing, not pushing, um, knowing when it might be helpful to come back to uh, a, a practice that feels more nourishing and stabilizing, you know, meta or the breath or sound, yeah. just kind of being open. And sometimes we can hold, you know, sadness may arise and we can hold that. Sadness is also a beautiful emotion. Yeah. It's a beautiful emotion. Yeah. So we can just allow it to, to come and hold it. 
be with that. Hold it in compassion. Yeah. And perhaps see this too. Yeah. This too is changing. Yeah. This too is in constant. Yeah. Yeah. Feels too much, we go to something else. Yeah. We, we have that freedom, we have that possibility. Maybe one last thing to say. I said it last night, but I want to repeat it. Um, this is not, um, this practice is really about seeing what happens when we intentionally look at something a certain way. Yeah. And in this particular way, it's not about ultimate truths. Yeah. So nobody's asking you here to adopt this as a view. Yeah. That everything is impermanent, that everything is. Uh, changing and in constant. It's really about uh, what happens in my experience when I see this way. And that's what we're interested in. What does it reveal? What does it open? And how does it support letting go? How does it support letting go? Like letting go and opening that clenched fist yeah. that we're so habituated towards. And just like Nathan said yesterday, also with this practice, like with the Vedana, the encouragement is to um, kind of have at least half the time still with what we're calling as samadhi practices, the gathering, collecting, nourishing, well-being practices, whether that's breath, body, sound, metta, yeah, any of those, at least half the time, yeah, you're practicing that. Because uh, that's really uh, helps to um, kind of nourish and keep the 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 being and the practice kind of alive and flexible and juicy. Yeah. Sometimes call it oiled, oiled oils the mechanisms of our of our mind and heart. Yeah. So it's not like uh, there's no hierarchy between the practices, and it's important that we keep. Uh, a good balance, uh, at least half the time uh, with those practices, and you can choose how you do that. Yeah, divide a practice session more or less 50-50, or alternate. Yeah. Do some practices with um, the, the more the samadhi, um, some sessions with more the samadhi practices, and some sessions more with uh, the insight ways of looking, either Vedana or Anicca. So yeah, that's the introduction. So let's, let's practice together. If you need to stretch any part of the body, change the posture, feel free to do that. And have half an hour of practice.
And when you're ready, settling into your posture for this time. As you bring the awareness into the body, checking in with the posture, making any adjustments that are needed. So the body's as supported, stable, steady and balanced as possible. So grounding in the body and also opening the awareness through the body. Gently softening and opening the space of awareness through the body. Letting awareness expand and fill up the whole space of the body. Perhaps even grow a little bit beyond the body, slightly bigger than the body. Getting a sense of the whole body, an awareness filling, containing, expanded to the whole space of the body.
within the space of awareness. This opening, remembering, this intention of practice as an act of kindness. Remembering that intention. Holding it in awareness, perhaps letting it spread through awareness, be known and touch awareness. Awareness wide and open through the whole body and that intention of kindness, present within awareness. moment I'll just ring the bell and we can just listen listen to the sounds of the bell listen to the inconstant impermanent changing vibration moving through awareness, being known in awareness, and we're just listening to that changing. And bring that same interest, that same intention to see the change, the changing, the inconstancy. Also to our own sense of presence and mindfulness. Attentive with awareness in the body or with the sound of the bell and then distracted, moving away. So that too is changing, inconstant. What happens when we remember that?
Noticing perhaps that the space of awareness in the body has gotten smaller, has shrunk. And again, in constant changing. Can we softly, gently open it out again? Seeing this too as change, as inconstancy, anicca. Awareness wide through the body and just bringing into awareness, in particular, the sensations of contact between the body and the seat, the body and the ground. Letting the attention rest in that contact with those sensations. an interest in particular in seeing the change, in seeing these sensations as changing. As inconstant. As a nature. So we'll take some time now for you to explore your own time, your own way. Just letting the awareness rest with the sensations of contact. If they're relatively neutral, if there's some discomfort there, maybe looking somewhere else in the body. <coughs> Might be the contact of the hands with the legs or the knees is a more neutral place. Resting the attention in that contact. Seeing it change and seeing it as changing. And if it's helpful, that light noting, naming, anicca, inconstant, impermanent, changing.
We notice the attention moving away from the sensations. That too, we can note, we can see as a nature. Inconstant. Changing. And we can gently guide it back into the body. Taking time to explore neutral sensations. And if you feel quite grounded and stable, you can also open to something that's mildly unpleasant in the body or in the sound realm. Hold that in awareness, in kindness. And seeing it through that lens, through that way of looking, impermanent, inconstant, a Nietzsche. changing.
attention steady and present with sensations or sound. Seeing. What's arising in the soundscape or in the body as a Nietzsche, inconstant. changing. If attention is steady, you can play with a degree of detail, zooming in and out with attention. A wider lens receiving the moment-by-moment changing in experience. A more focused, more detailed lens. Seeing how everything appears and passes and also changes within itself. Anicca. Inconstant. Changing.
for the last few minutes of the practice, opening the awareness wide again, and opening it out, perhaps to sound and the further sounds. interested to see the movement and flow of sound through awareness, to see its changing in constant appearance and disappearance, anicca. changing and constant. You can include both sounds and sensations in the body. Opening awareness wide. opening to see it all appearing and changing. Disappearing and arising. The sounds, the breath, the body sensations. All in flow. In movement. Anicca. Inconstant. Changing. When the bell rings, once again, staying with the vibrations, seeing them arising and passing, changing. 
And as you open the eyes or move the body again, staying tuned to a Nietzsche in constancy, impermanence, changing moment to moment. If you wish, you can feel invited to pick up this practice through the day. And just like we did now, we can uh, bring it to a particular sensation, a particular area or aspect. And we can also, just like we did at the end of the meditation, have a very wide awareness and just see the changing in constant appearing and disappearing yeah, of experience, a kind of a wider canvas, yeah, the sounds, the body sensations, the breath. Yeah. And with time, as we get uh, more skilled with this practice and as our mindfulness also is more um, refined, we can bring it also to emotions and thoughts. I just want to name that. Typically, they're much more tricky for us. Yeah. We get hooked into them. But it's a, it's a way of looking that we can bring to that as well um, over time. And of course we can bring this to the walking. Yeah. Actually walking is really fruitful um, with this kind of uh, practice. Yeah. Um, we can include the visual field, for example. Yeah. As we do the walking, seeing the inconstant changing nature of the visual input. If we're using the movement of the whole body or you're using the contact of the feet on the ground, yeah, just the impermanence, the changing, the inconstancy of the sensations yeah. as the body moves. It's actually usually quite clear <laughs> to us yeah, how it's changing, yeah, how it's changing and that it is changing. Um, we can also pause yeah, in the walking yeah, and just take in uh, the change on a, on a larger scale, perhaps. Yeah. Like I said earlier, looking at a leaf and seeing yeah, the change over time in a larger time scale. And we can also bring this practice, if we wish, to other parts of the day. Yeah. Be really can be quite interesting to just take part of a meal, for example, looking at this lens, through this lens. One mouthful. Notice the change in the texture, in the flavor, in the enjoyment (laughs) even of that one mouthful 
or the change from, you know, the process of queuing up and smelling the food, yeah, having your plate, yeah, walking to your favorite spot, yeah, sitting down, first mouthful, yeah, second, <laughs> all the way to the end. Yeah. So we can just kind of, again, play with the scale that we're looking at and also play with different, uh, different parts of our day, different parts of our experience, noticing uh, the change. Yeah. And generally it can be interesting this part of the, this stage in the retreat to kind of see if we can extend the practice not just to the formal times but also to the um, informal times, yeah, the eating, the caring for the body. Yeah. That can be also a great one. Uh, the urgency <laughs> of needing to go to the toilet and then the change in that experience. Yeah. We can bring that interest to that. Yeah, it's changing changing. Yeah. At the end of the day, the kind of, as we maybe, or if we have a rest in the middle of the day, seeing the change in the mind yeah, as it drifts yeah, towards sleepiness. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, very beautiful. So we can bring this lens uh, in, uh, in different ways. I think that's it for now. Quite a lot, I think, to work with and hopefully some interest. But like I said at the beginning, if it feels like this is enough for now and you'd rather, it feels more appropriate, more helpful to carry on with other practices that are already, uh, already kind of had some momentum and some energy put into them, then, then feel free to put this to the side and do those. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.